It's uh, we could have a little. We could get this thing started right now, because that's a good intro into it. Chris is uh, that dude's on top of it. Right? Yeah, I didn't know it was so uppity. Huh? Amber. What was that? Amber. Um, he's like Martha Stewart today. He's what? Like Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Yeah, in yeah, what I way? I didn't realize it was so uppity around here. My bad. Uh, with the with the with the <laughs> improper beer glass. Anybody else want one? No, thank you. No. We're good. Thank you, though. I will take one, but they are they're out. <laughs> it's a lot of driving and decisions today. Driving and decisions. I like scotch. You like scotch? <laughs> is that what your thing is now, Doc? No, not necessarily. I would say now I act like you're a fat. That Doc is a very much a fad follower. <laughs> <laughs> He's a trend, trendy guy. Yeah. You like scotch? That's your drink I, of choice? I do like scotch. I'm, yeah. I'm a beer guy, uh, but I like bourbon, too, a okay. lot. Yeah. I really like bourbon. Uh, and recently, Chris turned me on to a tequila I really like for sipping. Uh, the Casamigos. Gosh. I was going to ask if it was a George Clooney one. I used to really love. Told you at the trend. Is that <laughs> trendy? Is that his? Uh, it is. Uh, my wife. I told my <laughs> wife at this point, like during the COVID, like she wanted oat milk, like certain type of oat milk. Could never find. It. I'm like, you need to start buying stock into this. Like, and she was like Casamigos, like a year or two ago, whatever. And she was like, this stuff's great. Smooth. And I'm like, it's just because it's George Clooney, right? And then I taste. I'm like, this shit is good. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. So you just you just put it on ice and, and sip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or oh, no ice, just straight up. Yeah, yeah straight up. Yeah. Uh, I I do like a lot of different tequila. I don't like the ones that are basically rum. That, okay, they're uh, called tequila. Sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the ones that are 100 percent truly agave, uh, not just on the label. Um, but yeah, I really like, really like that one. That's yeah. a good. That's a. That's a sipper a lot like the uh, bourbons that I like. Have you had? Do uh, you like mezcal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had some of them local, like Mezcal Carreño? I haven't. Uh, we've got a bottle of, I think it's called Sacrificio at home. Okay. Uh, I think it's something like that. But yeah. It's, uh, black bottle? It's clear. That's uh, what I'm But it's... Black uh, on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the Mezcal Carreño. That was, that was a game changer when I met those guys. Yeah. It's been years and years ago, drinking Mezcal in their backyard uh, before they were... Yeah. A business business, I'd say. For uh, before sure. they brought, brought their first bottles over. Oh, we've got the swag. Beautiful, beautiful. Everybody who does a podcast gets a free hat. Oh, nice. Nice. Hell yeah. You got large men size hats, Chris? Like, like bucket hat heads and an extra medium here. You notice I'm not wearing a pedal house hat because they do not have them for large melons. <laughs> really? Let's see if we can get you in there, Chris. I'm going to see if we can. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um. Come up this way a little bit. Can you kind of, a little bit of a, there we go. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Everybody comfortable? Yep. It's a hard, like, that was one thing that I discovered as we were starting. Jeez, dude. You can go for the glass if you want. Cheers. You should have seen how we started the last podcast. (laughs) I hate to see you drink along. (laughs) Thank you, man. The last podcast started with a spilt beer. Mm. That's right. We had um, one for the homies. A lot for the homies. <laughs> we got a new show. We got to get Doc on. Doc, you're gonna be uh, gonna be a guest with your backyard uh, cooking prowess. Uh, we have a, f- a show called Fat Dudes, Fat Foods, P H A T. I ended up on it because it's P H A T. Otherwise, I thought from the get go I was doomed to ever sure. be on that show. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Jonathan, my my co-host, is he's not a big dude either. You know, he's not a F A T dude. He's just, but he is P H A T. So. Yeah. Uh, we well, just talked about back- backyard entertaining. And stuff I like wish that, you so. were videotaping in my backyard when I caught the pizza oven on fire. Yeah, how soon? How, when out, was this? Out of commission. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been a little over a month. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I always put the wood in and go to the dirty blonde, drink a couple pitchers, yeah. come back. It's usually pretty warm. Throw some more wood in and then get the pizzas going. And yeah. uh, I got my second pizza in the oven. And I'm looking at the top. It's just stone. You know, uh, Justin built the thing out of cement. And yeah smoke coming off the top of what is there like a bird poop on it what's going on and <laughs> i realized it's coming from underneath it and i look underneath and the whole base of it's on fire it's uh, it was ma- it was his first oven he made uh, trying to do it on a budget as an experiment used four by four wood <laughs> on the base and it caught on fire and it's sitting right next to my wood pile uh you've used that for a long time though right like that's i oh, was using it every sunday we did a po- we did a pop-up with it on the riverfront in scottsdale so it could have been a fire in a very much more Real. uh <laughs> interest <laughs> interesting Populated spot area. yes yes uh, it was a friday night right on the riverfront uh, uh but yeah. it cranked out some pizzas that night yeah 
Yeah, it was good. Well, I, I doused the bottom with uh, water while I was putting more wood inside because I still had two more doughs I wanted to cook. So yeah. <laughs> I just kept going, but I had the bottom soaking it. Made a different kind of smoke around the neighborhood, though. It's a good thing you were home when it uh, caught on fire, yeah. not at yeah. the Dirty Blonde watching never. fire trucks go right, by. Right. <laughs> never again. Some idiot. Right? Oh, wow. I will I never do that again. I, uh, I know uh, Justin says uh, wood fired, not wood inspired, because I'm like, I kind of want to put a plumbing in there and go gas so i can just preheat it with gas and leave it alone yeah uh, but I, I think that's a safe way to go if i'm yeah. not going to be around <laughs> yeah that is yeah or maybe well. i don't go to the dirty blonde and drink a couple pitches of beer while i have a wood burning <laughs> thing in my backyard in the middle yeah, of the desert. Way around it i was gonna say <laughs> operator error or manufacturer defect yeah that's very very true well doc just hit us with the first uh his first sneak peek into fat dudes fat foods episode with him is uh at home safety right yes. like yeah. staying safe at home uh <laughs> when you're when you're doing what you do uh well we're here at pedal house this is the downtown one we just did an episode man it was like two months ago yeah. i think with uh with you and julian and now we're back because i like to I, i'm pretty excited to say this because kind of because of that episode right we talked about i i'm always telling everybody like if i'm sitting like at the bus station i'm like hey you ever heard of brett Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably where you're most apt to find the people that have heard of me yeah i think i hung out with that guy in an alley one time oh yeah heck yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh but no you know back before I, the dispensaries were legal that's right, that's right. uh so there's I, we think i need to create a page just on tap that easy of all the brett Bieber episodes because they're uh they're some of the funnest but uh but yeah, so we were talking about it, and uh, uh, you happened to, you know, that story that you just told is perfect segue because his partner, buddy, chef, like how Justin? Uh, Justin's just part of the, <clears throat> part of the wild crew. Uh, wild you know, crew, different, different, uh, different kind of group that we've got. You know, they've got he's got to be able to do, <clears throat> you know. From a 20-course plated dinner for 15 people one night in Paradise yeah. Valley to out on the front lines of the forest fires to, you know, Afghan refugee camps to someone's wedding out in the White Mountains. It's just a, it's a different kind of, a, you know, business that we've... Yeah, yeah there you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> different, different kind of business uh, that, that we attract our employees with. I mean, Justin could be running gas lines all morning welding yeah. something in the afternoon sauteing a piece of fish putting it on the plate yeah you know jaron's the same way as you know we, we might start off you know in the as everyone is getting well aware of, we might start off the mornings you know picking mushrooms and up on the rim or picking spruce tips up on the rim in order to get back to you know cottonwood or camp verde or sedona or phoenix or wherever it may be for yeah. for the next the next application so uh just highly adaptable kind of guys we still call ourselves chefs yeah you, we, <laughs> well you can't well like you i was thinking of putting just renaissance man after the one Prince. episode uh you dubbed me you dubbed me that a while back so i thought thought maybe that would just be my title I did w renaissance oh. me. right we need to get you in like the high like puffy pants and stuff yep. and you know, the fake wig. Yep. Oh, One of those stuff. William Shakespeare <laughs> colors. <laughs> so, so I was sitting with Justin having a beer here last week, and uh, he said something that was really cool. He said, uh, <laughs> chefs have to be athletes and artists. And I think you guys are uh, taking it to a new level because you definitely have to be athletes to be out there forging in the wild. Right. Uh, right. Really I, cool. I would, you know, our guys, you know, I, I often, especially for the year that we were up at Mortimer, uh, you know, nonstop, I, I would ask, you know, people would reach out and say, yeah, are you looking for more employees? Are you looking for more staff? And like, you know how to drive a tractor? <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm a, I'm a chef or I'm been a sous chef here in California, this, that, the other thing, you know, people, yeah. people that we cross paths with and like, no, that's great. Cooking has to do, you know, with 12 to 13 to 15 hours of our day. But you know, at the farm, we were setting kitchens up and setting dinners up all over the place, whatever part of the farm looked the best. And so it yeah. meant, you know, forklifts, tractors, backhoes, just, you gotta, work. you gotta set it up like first work. Yeah. right but it's fun I mean who doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to drive a tractor you're a little kid driving the fake tractors around in the sand oh, now I'm a sure. big kid driving the real ones yeah yeah. <laughs> and it's all in the name of cooking yeah. <laughs> that was his entryway into operating heavy machinery right. he was like if I can cook a steak I can operate that forklift anytime I want to. Yeah, it's easy. You know? Actually, forklift would be tough on a farm, right? Little tires and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, it's uh, it's sometimes tougher than it looks, depending to, on what you're lifting, too. I did. I worked at a, 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 a shipping dock for five years in Ohio. R&L. You see them all around here. Mm-hmm. We were known for shipping whatever. Like, if you're some shady place yeah. in the back alleys of Youngstown, Ohio, and you need, like, a crate ship, no questions. How much is away? Right. Cool. 
like we'd poke shit like you know we'd poke into barrels of stuff that was labeled as whatever and it's like starts eating away at the floor yeah. like spread out so, so the, the shady people in that back alley know you they yeah. do i got a lot of connections <laughs> right. so yeah yeah that's uh, that's the next event i'm gonna pitch you the uh tractor trailer dinner inside yep. yeah. nah that's not a good idea hey we are <laughs> actively looking for a uh a refrigerated big truck for deliveries. We oh, should, really? We should put on a beer dinner in there in the middle of the summer. That's actually inside really the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And drive it around. Dude. We could right. sell sweatshirts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everyone. It's going to be really cold and just, hey, we have sweatshirts for sales. What are these what sweatshirts? You, dude, what if you put windows on, right? What if you can install windows into something like that? Drive that thing in the middle of the desert? Like, Walt the Walter White dinner, right? <laughs> right? You go out there, it's cool inside, but you can see, like, oh, this is beautiful, right? If you want to step outside. I don't know, man. Yeah, they got the party limos and whatnot. I've yeah, had weirder ideas in. take off. You right. know? I convinced my wife to let me do this for a living, so. Here we are. <laughs> there there might be a deer hanging in there if it's hunting season. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the Even experience. Even better, right? Yeah. yeah. Or we go hunting for the deer. He's starting, right he's starting to get He's starting to get it. Yeah, I think he's fueled some of my ideas. Highly <laughs> adaptable. <laughs> so, uh, so, but, but that's the connection that, that you had had is is Justin, uh, yep. one of the Wild Crew, actually built your uh, your out your yeah. oven pizza. So yeah, he and uh, he and Josh Ivy, kind of my mentors in pizza, got me really into making pizza, and they kind of helped me do it long before he gave me the oven. And um, he kept telling me to go to your dinners and you kept telling yeah. me about them they sounded fascinating and i always hear about them after they happened yeah. and then would have uh, been so cool doc if you he started uh, <laughs> texting me he's like we got one coming up at the crepe bar pretty soon so i texted julian he's like heck yeah let's go so we went and finally got to experience one of these awesome dinners it was yeah. amazing yeah what was your thoughts like you know like with because i know you have a it, you both you guys right with your guys' experience in in food and beverage when you have his food what do you what do you think about it? I think Be it's like he can take it. Yeah, no, I've been taking it for twenty six years in this business. <laughs> I think it's an experience that everybody don't, don't worry about the cost. Money, money comes and goes. Sure, everybody needs to experience something like that. That yeah. is not only for kind of your soul because this is all stuff that was harvested. You know, not not for a profit through a big corporation like Walmart. This was this is local stuff and. Uh, yeah. His partner, uh, that Darren, Native American, and uh, you know brings what he has to the table. That it was amazing, and just the uh, the flavor aspect as well. Is I mean, it goes without saying, but you know, cleanse your soul and and uh, give you something interesting on your palate. And then then there's usually a uh, a liquor or a wine or something that's paired with it, and you get to hear their story of what why it pairs together. And it, uh, it was great. Yeah. I, well, I haven't had the opportunity to experience it yet. I oh, think it's I was coming. Yeah, it's coming. I can't wait. I can't wait. But yeah, it's it, it's the it's also that emotional. It, it's it's a social emotional experience, and the story of yeah. where you, where you found those ingredients. And I think that's you know that's something that's dearly missing in a lot of restaurants and a lot of bars and concepts, culinary yeah. concepts. And so the more we can move in that direction, as a you know as a as an industry, I think it's, uh, well, I mean, just look what happened with supply chain over the last 18 months. Sure. Yeah. That, that should push us more in that direction of thinking about yeah. where we're sourcing and just continuing to bring it closer and closer to home. Yeah. So for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, so, and, and you've been in the industry for a long time as well, right? Like, so yeah. you've, you've, you've kind of seen trends you've seen the has it how many years in in arizona specifically I, i've been out here for 30 years now okay. but yeah I, I i keep this pretty secret i guess until today um but i have a culinary background okay Secret. Uh, yeah i i i grew up you know my first job was in the outer banks of north carolina working at a seafood restaurant nice. and um i wasn't a big fan of uh, the idea of going going to college and my dad said you should go in the military, and I said, uh, "No." Nah. And, and I was work- sounds great. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was working one night with uh, the chef at the seafood restaurant, and he said, uh, "You're pretty good at this. You should go to culinary school." And I said, "Yeah, where should I go?" And he said, "Oh, there's a school in New York called the Culinary Institute of America. You should apply." And uh, so I applied. And at the time, I was right on the cusp of it, you. You needed to get a. Uh, kind of a referral to get in and they were transitioning to 
we're going to accept everybody in and wash as many people out. It started to become a business more than, you know, a, a you know, elite school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to the Culinary Institute of America nice. when I was 18. CIA, right? CIA. So I, re- I the was real the CIA. CIA. <laughs> this is the real CIA. Yeah. Well, I've, I've listened to like audio books <laughs> and they start talking about the CIA and, and some of them don't even like do the preface of, well, CIA is this. And they're so, you know, in my years of the CIA, I'm like, wait, what? Like what? This took a turn. Like I thought oh, this yeah. was about a chef and then I'm like, oh, okay. Culinary Institute of America. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and I got a, a, a quick story I got to tell you guys. So, I, I was way out over my skis at 18. I think you know, the average <laughs> yeah. guy had five or six years experience. And um, Anthony Bourdain talks about in Ki- Kitchen Confidential, he talks about uh, Chef Banya, this little mm-hmm. Italian scary dude that's about five two, uh, and he teaches uh, your your first practical class is just learning how to make soups and stocks. And uh, ten years later, so. Uh, Bourdain goes through 10 years before me, but Chef Banya is still there. Mm-hmm. And I drew the, the lucky card of being in Chef Banya's soup and stock class. He was the scariest five foot two <laughs> Italian chef I'd ever met in my life. And we'd work in groups of like five or, five or six. And yeah. we made our mirepoix and we're making stock in these, you know, these big industrial um, kettles. And uh, we're pouring the stock over. There's five of us in our group. And one of the guys kicks the bucket of this boiling stock, and the bucket hits my leg, pours down my leather shoe. And uh, I, I did uh, everything in my power to try and finish that class with uh, boiling stock because I, I did not want Chef Banya to know I was in pain. I was going to get flushed out. And I said, I figured once I survived that, yeah. I could survive anything, and that that really carried me through getting, you know, a young kid getting through there. I graduated by the time I was 20, and by the time I graduated, I knew I loved the industry, and I was, I understood the science more Mm -hmm. than the art, so I stayed cooking for a couple years, but I saw all my buddies making really good money and getting phone numbers from girls at the bar every night. (laughs) Heck with this. I'm I'm jumping to the other side, so... I know enough to be dangerous back there, but uh, not enough to be a, a guy like Brett or some of the amazing chefs that are out there in the I world. I stayed so. in the alley. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he stayed, yeah, he stayed yeah. in the dark alley. Nah. <laughs> That's a beer name, too, right there. I stayed right. in the alley. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so bad. Well, I tell people, people you know, that get a lot of chefs got out of said, you know, the restaurant business. So I guess I sort of did right before the pandemic yeah. uh, and out of, you know, brick and mortars and whatnot. And some have gone back and some haven't. And, and people say, like, what do you plan on a brick and mortar? And like, well, yeah, I'm sick in my fucking head. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. I long for it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, for us, it's just been biding time. And since we are able and capable, you know, I had tons of friends during the pandemic that were like, this is all I know how to do. And like, no, dude, you, you start doing to go. Like, you, you come with us. We're taking a trailer up to the rest stop and selling tenderloins to people. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be the best food these people have ever had. Yeah. But I'm, I see, you saw a lot of people that were frozen that way. And Jared and I just said like, well, just let ourselves be for a little while. Yeah. You can always open a restaurant. Sure. And, and you know, that gave us the ability to, you know, do a bunch of cool things with, you know, guys like this and yeah. the stuff that we used to do at the restaurant. We've been able to do outside of the restaurant everywhere without, you know, the restaurant over our head so so that we're, we're able to kind of go and go and come as we please and you know Which people say do you want are you in phoenix yeah sometimes are you in cottonwood sometimes are you yeah in flagstaff sometimes <laughs> yes sounds amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some and sometimes it is and yeah. some it, 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 i was just telling someone the other day some uh you know it said like well i saw your instagram profile and like looks looks awesome i said well i don't put any of the bad stuff on instagram Nobody i probably does. should you know a day of tears or something yeah. or like all my plants got eaten that time and i was crying yeah uh, yeah. yeah i should have done an ugly cry face on instagram so you know it's not it's not all uh, sunshine and puppies all the time but that's uh, right that's but it's right. been but it's 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 been fun i mean i'm i'm this is our first dinner you know in 2000 late 2019 i started wild uh this is our first dinner in downtown phoenix Nice, oh. nice man. You know, and it seems it seems fitting. Uh, you know, we're talking about the food that comes from here, and you, know, you go to a lot of breweries, and you don't see the brewer, you don't see owners, you don't see operators. You you would never know. But you know, I come down here, and I, I see all these guys 
all the time. They're here. Yeah. They're, they're operating their business. You know, those For are sure. the kinds of people that, you know, we, we often will, you know, someone will ask from, don't name names, but someone, <laughs> someone will ask from a vineyard. <laughs> I was like, who's going to say? Right. Someone, <laughs> no, no, I've done it before. Uh, someone will ask from, you know, said vineyard or said brewery and like, what do you guys want to do a dinner? I'm like, you know, in the, in the most polite way that you can lie to them, no, yeah. because you, you don't have the connection, you know, that we, sure. we don't feel like we have that like-minded connection, that, that, that passion driven, you know, and when I have, you know, one of this guy's beers, he's, he's telling me all about it and whatnot. And that's yeah. what, that's what I want to do with my food. I want to tell a story. It's not, yep. it's not great. It tastes good. Awesome. But you know, how come it tastes so good? Yeah. And he knows for sure. You know, and that, that's, that's the difference of going somewhere that, Oh, it was four beaks. I talked about four beaks before because, <laughs> because they, I always slipped into that. Oh, There's sellouts. I was thinking of a vineyard in mind, but it, but it was it was four beaks. Uh, the, the the you know I'm you're, you used to. I yeah. remember when it started. I remember you know being being you know college age ish or at least. I've heard stories. At least, at least, get, at least getting in there. You told uh, me stories of of uh, Brett Viber at uh, ASU. Uh, Tempe area, yeah. College. Well, I age. lived for I lived for a summer right on Orange, which is one street south of uh, of the original Four Peaks. So that sounds dangerous. Needless to say, not much got done that summer. <laughs> I guarantee he knew a way to like sneak under the back fence and after Dude, the hours. Fence was, the fence was little guy height to get over. We just hop yeah. on over. Yeah. Brett's out there frying up See, burgers back and when shit. It was right <laughs> after uh, hours. surprising, uh, but it. it when things when things go that way, and, and there's restaurants that are that way as well that yeah. that were locally owned were started that way, and and I, you don't fault anyone for for their business decisions or anything like that, but but to line up your businesses to do something with like-minded you know passions absolutely that passions and in view, uh, I'm super excited to come down here. Yeah, well, and 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 when you think of the beer side of it as well, uh, I think of Paddle House when I think of uh, kind of that same same approach in the sense of. Uh, how much uh, control over the beer Doc has, mm-hmm. right? Like, I- as far as, like, because I, I want to see Doc's cans. You know, I want to go into Circle K and get some Pedal House beer, you know? But <laughs> oh, I thought oh, you were talking cans. about these cans. <laughs> <laughs> I was, he was I looking at me boobs. real kind of like, I could yeah, feel it. I, I, was even even I was going to flash him right now. <laughs> good. I'm working that. out. <laughs> but it's but it's great because you know it, I've talked to him several times about like that quality control and that you know every, every sip of beer of Paddle House that people have, uh, there's a lot of things that go on between you know you guys put it in a package and that getting into the glass at somebody's house possibly a year and a half after it was canned because it's been in the fridge you know which I guess you can't avoid that but there's he's got to have a system you have a system for like is it like uh, Santa Claus and the elves if there's an expired can people go through the yeah uh, that chimney keeps, it keeps me up at night <laughs> like worried about people because we do fill cans for, with a, a hand seamer here yeah. and um, someone we want them to be fresh as they can get and we hope that our bartenders are purging them with co2 but yeah, yeah it, it changes over you know you drink it that same day it's a different beer than if you drink it day two for sure and yeah. you can get those inline can seamers that are relatively inexpensive that a lot of people have uh, and do a pretty good job, uh, but they're not perfect. You lose yeah. a lot of control over what happens. Uh, and and honestly, you make more money selling it by the pint sure. than you do yeah. by the can or the keg to someone else. So yeah. we uh, try and... We, well, put it this way. Uh, it's kind of like creaming the crop. If if there's something wrong with it, we know it right away, and we can stop serving that batch. So uh, sure. there's a, a real easy control there. People think it's uh, super magic that we avoid quality issues, but uh, in the event that we find uh, ourselves in a, a case where maybe the next batch is better, just let the, let the current batch go. Yeah, It's cheaper to dump beer than it is to sell it if it's not your best beer. I dig yeah. it. Doc, Doc's an amazing gatekeeper for us, and is Brett and, and Doc know, you know, running one of these businesses, uh, there's so many moving parts. Mm, and the sure. one thing that is always wildly consistent and reliable is our beer. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. And well, all, we'll see about that. All that guy. Well, I was going to say, brewery, there was talk yeah. about like a, a, a cooler semi truck, right? So yeah. he's stepping up the game. So you're about to, you know, 
a deer hunting yeah. cooler semi truck. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Jason yeah. is he's tasked. He's our sales guy, and he's tasked with finding this truck. And he literally was driving out to Mesa today to get inside one and turn on the reefer unit. And yeah. I know he's motivated by. He's a hunter. Yeah. I know he's motivated by. Hey, can I borrow this truck <laughs> this weekend? Because <laughs> it's real easy to keep the deer cold when you just. Things yeah. to put in here. <laughs> Another beer name, reefer unit. So mm-hmm. all right, I'm just. Uh, I, I have so many listens to the show that uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I got a whole cannabis infused line that I got. Uh, Here, I'll mine. give you guys a, a, a name that I probably won't brew this because I don't like uh, Britannomyces, but uh, I think you should do Bus Stop Brett. Bus Stop. Brett. <laughs> <That's what it's, laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but I like the flow. It's going to be a smorgasbord. But all this. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go. And then all you right. can do a beer dinner with it. With there you, said you don't like Brett. You don't like Brett? Britannomyces uh, yeah. uh, gives me a bad headache. <laughs> He's like, I like Brett. I just yeah. don't like <laughs> the, the diastaticus gene that makes brute IPAs brute and dries yeah. things out. They also they create a, um, like when you pull the uh, the saddle off of a horse, that smell underneath it, yeah. that's a, that's desired. And uh, if I'm judging beer and they that's the category we're judging i look for that and i appreciate it but i'm not going to drink a whole pint of it yeah gotcha it's uh, gotcha. it's rough for me and some people love it i uh, i just uh, i struggle with ropey notes i do like sour i like bacteria yeah. soured but not soured through wild yeast i like uh, uh, uh interesting okay so like a like a jester king or spontaneous fermentation not really your your personal uh if taste it's out. if it's got that horsey yeah. Uh, horse blanket, they call it. The right? Horse blanket or yeah. uh, goat mm. nuts. Goat nuts. That's, smell, that's even better. It smells like goat Bear scrotum than I have to. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Uh, but I do got like uh, everything that makes cheese and yogurt good. I like yeah. that in beer. That that makes okay. the clean pH drops and yeah. the funk that you can get from that. I love it. I love bacteria. In fact, our new, new brewery, we're putting a uh, barrel room in where nice. we're going to put fooders and it's going to be temperature controlled. and Yeah. Uh, we got to get the brewery open before we spend money on fun stuff like that. But, sure. Uh, we do have a great crew that's working with us, and one of the guys, uh, he that's his thing. He likes Brett, and he likes mixed fermentations. And we're like, perfect, we're building you a room. Yeah. <laughs> Go in there. you got an office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How come here. the lock's on the outside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got the, you guys have we got this dinner coming up, right? I yeah. say we, like yeah. I just you know, yeah. just I'm talking about. Right. It. I hope I get to eat it and drink it. But uh, what's going on? Like, what what did you? Because we talked about it, right? And then somehow I think you texted everybody. Doc was like, "Hey, here's somebody texted somebody. Got this thing rolling." Yeah. And before I knew it, this shit's going on. So it's planned. It's yeah, planned, and half cool. the seats are sold. Nice. I think you started it. Yeah. You started the text thread, and then we oh, all great, drove the great facilitator. <laughs> we drove Julian nuts with all these texts going back and forth. Does the, he uh, hate? Does he hate group texts? Well, just when we just kept all going, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. at one point uh, Julian says, "I'm just going to text Brett on the side," <laughs> <laughs> and he responded with, "I got you." Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's great, though. That's Luke too. Luke's like, dude, don't give me. I don't need to be involved in all this, you know? Because we're like, hey, cool. And then I send like a funny emoji. Next thing you know, there's like Chuck Norris things going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it started started that way. I mean, it's just it's always again, it's that <clears throat> community coming together, all the like minds, uh, you know, mutual friends, different different things. Uh, and for me, it's exciting. I. I Jared and I were trying to remember. I don't think we've done a beer dinner either under Wild. No shit. I don't think so. Because nice. we're always we're always with wine, just as it as yeah. luck as it. We're always you know with Pillsbury or Bruzy or Mogollon or you know celebrating Arizona wine that yeah. typically probably pairs with our you know six mm. eight nine courses and, and something like that. But yep. again, knowing knowing Doc, knowing you know what kind of beers they have, <clears throat> knowing that they're diverse, uh, it, it, it becomes easy yeah. to you know make a menu and say you know this is a menu that I think would fit if. The way I'm always doing them in a pop, as in a pop up form is is what would I what would I do if I was the chef yeah. there? What would I do if, if if Pedal House was mine and I was working with Doc all the time? And you're on, looking at his on, beer menu and right, of yeah. course, and you, know, you have to come and try them. Proper glassware. This is coming from a guy that gave me a Corona when I came over to his house. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, I did Corona. Yeah, after schlepping two tons of dirt. 
into your backyard. Oh, you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah it was, it was a bad was, Corona too. It no, was no, stale. Good. It was, I mean, it was it was, it was old. Ice it was in cold. that bottom left drawer. Anybody knows? Like, hey, anything under there is it probably like, going to be used for. It cooking. was like June in the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> this guy was going to become a farmer and a forager and raise all his own animals. And I had like a like a I don't know what, how big is that? Like as big as that table? Yeah, it's like he dumps the dirt in. It's like the best dirt ever. I've been feeding it a lot of like you know fruits and vegetables. I have and 137 to, tomatoes plants going right now. Dang. Wow. Amongst the other trip things, up but there. for some, ra- uh, for some uh, reason, tomatoes, yeah. which are like the hardest thing to grow, are, really? are doing just great. I mean, typically, they say cannabis and tomatoes are similar and quite difficult to grow. I mean, they're volatile. You know, you miss something with water or pH imbalances and in, in, in one thing or another. But like, I'll... I'll grow other stuff and it just no, I don't know that. I go with what I get every Dang. year so I always <clears throat> used to laugh when people are like like how did you just become a soybean farmer or just <clears throat> a one thing like I I plant a million seeds and whatever yeah. happens happens and that <clears throat> there's the confessions of an amateur farmer you know, <laughs> my other farmer friends would be like what the hell is he talking about and like luckily no, whatever these, sticks takes man. luckily half of these tickets are sold because right. that was not a good selling yeah, point whatever. We're, sell- <laughs> we're selling chef stuff no dude I, yeah, I, i'm not selling I, farm <laughs> consultations well so uh well at the brewer's table right yep. i mean that's something downtown pedal house that is a uh this is something i mean that's doc right? i was that, gonna say that's, that's a picture a doc a painted picture on, of the doc wall. on the wall brewer's table there's how many seats there 22 22 seats uh was made to because i've done a couple of the beer dinners that you've done like the you know when you guys release the vegan and you know gluten-free menu which was incredible and then have them paired with all of your beer so you know just knowing doc like his his appreciation for food and pedal house like it just all it all made sense right uh so that's what i like about brett too is brett's diversity right i've, I've gone to you know very high-end like dishes like fine dining and i'll be honest with you brett. Right, like, like it's lost there. on me like i grew up in rural like redneck Appalachia, Ohio, right? So, so for me, like the like, I want to see a big dish of like chili cheese fries, right? right? Yeah, you know, and he, gravy on everything. He knows that because in between, you know, courses, he's feeding me all kinds of other right, shit. Yeah, right? here, here's some nacho <laughs> cheese. We got, we got you a shot of nacho cheese to hold you over. He sees me walking down by the creek with a beer and a camera. He's like, I'm gonna keep an eye on him because. Mm. Uh, oh, we did keep could, an eye on you that day. I could have fell in, yeah. Anyways, uh, your diversity, right? Your ability to kind of, you know, th- that that full spectrum, and you're saying. Right now, you've got this. You and Jaren have this platform of beer to work with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do- Doc's beer, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the like some of the yeah, best, if mean, not if, the best. If you state. know Jaren, Jaren is currently uh, digging up as many spruce tips as he can because we're off to the Woodland oh. Twine Week um, okay. Thursday morning. <clears throat> Hence his absence tea, uh, today, but uh, we got an early morning text that said uh, I can keep going on this or yeah. I can hightail it down to Phoenix. I said I'd keep going on it. It's, uh, it's ripe season. But I mean, yeah. you'll you'll see it. Jaron always has been, uh, you know, maybe where we're, you know, back in our formal trainings or when we were young and very impressionable and at our foundations of the whole thing. Jaron's always been a craft beer guy. I think mm-hmm. he was sort of that, you know, our age difference is not that much, but craft beer came after the wine fad came through America okay. 15, 18 years ago, something sure. like that, yep. where, you know, the first high-end restaurants I worked at in America were, were tapas, were, was when you know share plates were starting to happen, small plates, large plates, whatever it may be, and wine just seemed like that was what was going on. Everyone was getting their fucking som and, and this and that, uh, and then craft beer came right behind it, and I was already in the, in the midst of, of the next part of my career, where, where sure. I had a big wine base and you probably put training. a lot of time and like a Ton, lot of resources tons. and all that into it. Yeah. and i mean don't get me wrong i i'm as a drinker i was yeah. i'm always been a beer drinker yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah. so i i get around yeah. and 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 you know in but jaron is like a craft beer aficionado uh, you know where we'd like when we came home, when we come home from anywhere, it's always like a bag full of different craft beers. <laughs> I from didn't like, know that about Jaren. Like, oh, I've yeah. talked to him about so many other things. Jaren's such a good dude and and just such a cool guy. Uh, but I I did not know he was that much into craft beer. Yeah, and all all nice. the time where uh, I mean, he came home from the refugee camps with 
you know, beer from Wisconsin because he knows, like, I'm probably not going to be at lacrosse brewing yeah. anytime soon, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Oh, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we're back. Uh, but, but, you know, and he's always that way where, you know, even if we're traveling, you know, I'm, I'm you know, a camp, or camping or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I'm going to grab beers like my uncle's we're going to the lake like we're getting a 30 pack of something yeah. or we're getting yeah. an 18 pack of something and jaron was like oh i got some sours i got a triple ipa i stopped in flagstaff at two different breweries i'm like this is why it's an eight hour drive yeah. from new mexico for you and it's a five and a half hour drive for me but you always have some you know he's always i've tried more beers because of jaron than i ever would have yeah Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So when 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 this opportunity came up or, or the the situation came up, uh, he was like, "Hell yeah!" Stoked, yeah. yeah. I mean, and and same thing is, uh, you know, this is no matter where you know, kind of wild takes us from you know, some, sometimes longer uh, jobs and sometimes you know, quick travel jobs, and we're back in a few days. But this is always going to be feel like home for us. This is where I'm from. This is where I was born and raised. This is where Jaron cut his teeth in restaurants. This is, you know, where a large portion of his family is located. And, and to see, you know, 30 years later what downtown Phoenix has become, yeah. well, it's the same reason I left in the first place. You know, I didn't. I didn't feel like if downtown Phoenix looked like this when I was growing up, there would have been chefs to find in Arizona to work for. Sure. You know, the chefs that I knew when I was young were Mark Tarbell, yeah, and and Christopher Gross. Is that? That was it. Yeah. And yeah. and and that's not. And you know, obviously, social media has changed things as well, uh, where where we know people differently than than we used to. Yeah. But I felt like I needed to get out and experience different cultures whether it was inside of the united states or outside of the united states i I just wanted to experience different people's kinds of cultures different people's stories different different farms different foragers different wines different beers all all of that with the idea of always coming back and you know i've been back eight years i think now but to see what you know there's thirty thousand people that lived in gilbert when i was a little kid yeah yeah and there's like half a million or something like there, really? I mean, there was 300 yeah, yeah. Th- there was 300,000 10 years later when I graduated high school yeah <clears throat> so to you know to see you know a lot of people I you know are averted and I hear about all of that you know in different in different uh, groups of people of like how fast Arizona's growing and everyone's coming to Arizona well yeah, guess what everyone came to Arizona yeah so just because you got here 20 years before doesn't make you any fucking better so and guess what you're everyone moving here is the ability that we all have to buy nice houses and build nice restaurants and run successful businesses so uh i i think it's super cool for jaron and i in general we always talk about like completing circles for ourselves and this is kind of another one for us you know coming to downtown phoenix getting on with a beer dinner getting on with guys that that care about their craft just like we care about ours yeah Heck you know, yeah. And there's only 20, well, I think there's nine, nine or 10 seats left. Nice. Nice. So this is. Intimate. So get on it. Get on. Right. Right. So what, what's, what's going to happen? Like, what do you guys, you know, what's, what's the pairings and what's the, what's on the menu? I think we're going to come out holding hands. Mm-hmm. And kilts. Will you guys turn just... around <laughs> every now and then. I knew the you were going to ask me for the menu. <laughs> I, I, I always I have. Mean, you guys ever tried to use? You know what Shazam is? Oh yeah. Have you ever tried to sing something like after a few drinks and like see if Shazam picks it up? <laughs> I haven't hit know. it yet, but I've wasn't tried that a, a Shaquille O'Neal movie? <laughs> well, Shazam was it? It was Shaq. That's what I know is Shazam. What are we I will talking be about? Trying that. Here you go. That's a challenge go, right there. If you can nail it. Ah, uh, here we are. Beautiful. There you go. You got a welcome beer, right? Day drinker, Which is the light day drinker lager. light lager. What yep. is that? Is that a new one? That's our light lager. Just kidding. <laughs> Come on, man. The legendary. My mom came into, so my mom's in Ohio, right? She She's retired now, so she wants to come out more often. She comes out in the summer, watch the kids while, you know, uh, while we have to work. And uh, day one, she wore her uh, her day drinker light lager jersey that you guys did a few years. I don't know if you still do them. Oh, we still have the shirts, for oh, sure. Oh, those are great. Yeah, she loves it. She's like, I love She loves. It's a good foraging home. beer because it says right in the title that you're allowed to drink it. During the day, so yeah, it's always sort of been a thing. You know, it's a, it, forging. It is my favorite beer. I have it tapped in my backyard. Nice. Yeah. I love drinking beer with Doc. A couple years ago, we went up to Seattle, Julie and Doc and I, 
And we really tried to get Doc into day drinking. It's kind of ironic. You can't get this guy to drink a beer much before 4 o'clock, but one of his masterpieces <laughs> is called Day Drinker. Uh, yeah. He's more of a night drinker, but it is. Uh, I make up for it. I still support <laughs> that the is industry. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the he, race, and all of a sudden, like, Doc's right there with the Between up, four and nine, he definitely catches up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you, you start off with the day drinker. Yep. Uh, light lager, award-winning light lager. Yeah, no, no adjunct. We make that with uh, 100% American-grown Pilsner malt, uh, grown in Colorado. And uh, try and just keep it simple. It's beer-flavored beer. No reason to cut it. It's... It, it gets mixed reviews and competitions if we entered as an American light lager because it has to be really dry uh, using the adjunct. And uh, we uh, we just use Pilsner malt, which gives it kind of a sweetness, but we keep the alcohol down uh, and we don't hop it like a Pilsner. So it's, yeah. it's just our own unique thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful beer. So much that they made up Jersey for it, Brett. So what do we got next? <laughs> uh, course one. Course one, we're going to do a Nelson's Catch of the Day Crudo, some chili tapin salsa. We grow a ton of chili tapins on my property, and there's those summer tomatoes. I've been growing them just for something oh, special, right? Nice. So that's a nice thing about controlling <clears throat> what we're growing. I, I, it doesn't matter what we're getting a lot of. I can see a month, six, eight weeks out of I'm going to have a ton of carrots. Let's do beer braised carrots, yeah. <clears throat> something like that. Uh, so I think I think we'll simmer these. Uh, I'm going to make sure we get every beer into the dish when we get down here to prep and, and get everything. Uh, so somehow that each day. of these beers is going to be. I think in the I think the to- the tomatoes will get concassade in the in the pilsner. Okay. Uh, I don't know what concassade means, but it sounds badass. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's it fucking cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, right? Yeah, you got to say it like this. Concassade. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, course two. Put Doc's Mexican Amber Lager uh, with these wild mushroom pot stickers, uh, fermented spruce tip emulsion, which Darren is on site right getting now. right meow. Yeah. Wow. Now, hey, back up real quick. Okay. Nelson's catch of the day. Nelson's. Uh, D. Nelson. Dude, I got to get them on. on we got to get them on the Taste of AZ. Like, yeah. They, they, oh. they do some <clears throat> badass stuff. Amazing. Local fishery? Not a fishery. What would you call it? Fish market? Fish market. Yeah. yeah but, but, I mean, just if I can't catch it myself, which. I typically try to as much as possible. Bare hands. But bare right, hands, bare hands. Yeah. Uh, spears, spears. Uh, then I then I'm usually going off to Chris to to see if I can what what's what's he got coming in. It's fresh stuff all the time. Yeah. He's closed a couple of days a week for a specific reason to reload and get everything cleared out and get everything fresh in every week. I mean, hands down, the best best spot say, to get, get seafood in phoenix right, right yeah. absolutely yeah uh so you know we you, we leave it that way on menus all the time because i don't know what he's going to get okay. i don't want to sure. speculate and and i don't want to commit to something and then have to go get a subpar product just because i yeah. wrote hiramasa down on a on a menu well and people awesome. and people that are doing something like this they're open to that right they're right right hey, no and i think people that have you know, yeah. there should just be a big general disclaimer and on wild <laughs> that says we're going to change the menu whenever we damn well please because we're yeah. not quite sure what the hell we're <laughs> yeah. going to find today. Dude, it's in the name, right? Like right, wild right. Arizona cuisine. Uh, right. We do some Sonoran wheat gnocchi. Uh, get some sausage from the meat market. I think we were talking about the meat market a little while ago. Pickled wild onions. Onions are coming up on the rim. Sweet corn cream. Corn's a big part of our stuff. Uh, that'll go with the Belgian wheat. The beer blanche, yes. beer blanche. Is that why you said you couldn't pronounce yeah, it, dude? Dude, that beer is fantastic. That fancy is glasses, fancy words. I love that beer. Another award winner. Uh, then we do some Arizona Wagyu brisket, native grain stews. We get the grains usually from Ramona Farms. Cactus seed brunch sauce. That's kind of throwback for Jaron and I. We made that sauce about nine thousand gallons of it probably in the time we were at Roca Corsa. Beer name number twelve. What? <laughs> cactus seed brunch beef sauce. <laughs> 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 uh, and then, see, this is how, again, the, the fanciness keeps coming, because then we're going to have a palate cleanser. Ooh. It's going to be an adult soda pop seltzer. How cool is that? You made that, Doc? Yeah. I made a seltzer. Uh, reluctantly, but it's And selling. came up with the palate cleanser. Wow. <laughs> that is beautiful. Cool. Let me see that again. Okay. You guys Eric, talk amongst you, yourselves. You should ask Doc a little bit more about how much he enjoys brewing the seltzer. Doc, well, you did we talk? We did we talk about it a little bit on the taste? Of, I think we I touched think on it a little yeah, bit, but yeah, I could yeah. sense his anger. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I think we did Thanks. talk about. I think, and I think I might have spilled the guts on one of your podcasts, uh, <laughs> which has come back to haunt me. That I've said that anytime you catch a man drinking a hard seltzer, you're legally allowed to finger him. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is why I, I, I hope, never I had thought a seltzer. I cut that one out. I thought that's <laughs> never, not <laughs> once. Uh, and then la- last thing you gotta you gotta mention, Jaren's. Uh, he makes a goat milk bread pudding with mesquite caramel and juniper duck egg uh, custard. Okay. So it's kind of like a night. I mean, it's Ooh, rich, interesting, it's creamy, creamy custard on the bottom. Duck eggs. Uh, you know, we got a couple of different cool people we get them from. So uh, it was just um, it's a perfect dinner. Perfect. Perfect to have someone confident, intelligent enough, and passionate enough about their own beer to say, like, this is the beer I'd put with that food. So did you come up with the menu ideas and, like, hey, here's kind of what we're thinking? <clears throat> and yeah. And Doc we, was like, here's what I would match mm-hmm. with it. That's exactly how it happened. It was another light, night like last night where I just couldn't sleep. My mind was racing, and I opened up the emails, and I'm like, ooh, that, let's pair that with this because of this let's do it and i'm yeah. like i hope that the food tastes like i think it's reading i gave uh, i gave a group of people we were doing a dinner at community roots last weekend oh, nice. uh, just a private dinner for their guests uh but we were making the spruce dip emulsion i said try this you know it's a bright green god knows what that's what I think of when I see that color green and I yeah. see it on a spoon. If Jaron was handing it to me, that's what I would think of. Who knows? These people probably thought it was sour apple jelly or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They said, try this. And you just, I love watching people's eyes just go, because it, their brain's never had it before. Yeah. So you know, yeah. you're watching their face try and figure out this flavor. And of course, you have to make sure it tastes good. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but for something to be so unique as, you know, to say the, I, nine out of ten people probably haven't had spruce tips. But it's a huge yeah. staple for us throughout the year, but especially right now, we're in the peak of that season. Yeah. Uh, and and so just to just to be able to do that uh, for someone, hopefully light a little light bulb. I think a lot of people, you know, and I still talk to people over the years that have come to a dinner or another dinner, and like, we can't wait for mushroom season again. We got really into it after one of your dinners. We joined the mushroom forum, and, like, and they're more involved in you know something than I am at this point. But, yeah. But I, I I think that that's the most rewarding part of it and we talked about it a little bit earlier uh you know to to bring something unique to someone is <clears throat> to give them that everlasting memory of it is for is, sure is, you, can't, you can't really replace that it, it, yeah well, well, certainly not with money not for me well in 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 you know going back to the fact that it's the the people that are going to this thing they want that mm-hmm. right they're like oh like what we're gonna eat right. spruce tips like how so they're they're open to yeah they're not i want olives that doesn't right. taste like olives right like right or can so, you serve me mashed potatoes instead of the mushroom pot stickers but with the sauce from that you're gonna put on your beef and, <laughs> you know it's just no we, it, we've we've crawled into a space where yeah it seems like people want to come to experience what we've put together for sure for sure and well it's trust in the brand too right yeah. if you were some you know, Brett from the alley rolling out of the alley. Right, right, right. Yeah. 20 years ago, You Brett. know, with Doc, you guys come and hold hands as you guys want to enter into, which is how the, the dinner is going to start. Right. Uh, no, but you guys have, have you've, you've, you have the experience uh, to be able to execute so that people, they know when they buy those tickets, they're like, hell yeah. Like right. The, the, like, it, it's one of those business concepts of you could probably charge more, right? We can always kind of charge more than what we... Yeah, you know. what, I like, <clears throat> what I like about it is... Especially somewhere like here, I mean, we're probably typically between forty and sixty people okay. for a dinner or a whole night of service somewhere, yeah. like in a closed restaurant, like at Crate Bar. We I think we did a whole night dinner service, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, this is this is twenty two seats. Ten of them are already gone. Yeah, ten of them are already gone with you know a couple, two, three social media stories posted uh, here and there. So, I mean, this one, I think the exclusivity is really built into it here yeah. where there's 22 seats, 10 of them are already gone. So let's just say there's 12 seats left. You got 12 seats left out of 4 million people. So, yeah. like I said, hurry the fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this live, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, yeah, for sure. Actually, I, you know I only do live. Yeah. Another <laughs> <laughs> no. beer. I do, yeah. I, uh, light lager, please. Light lager. Yeah. Well, right. You know what? It, 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 we're going to wrap this up. I yep. think we've got everything, uh, but I would like a refill when we're wrapped up. But uh, Post show. Wh- what's uh, a little, I, I guess, a little quick uh, pedal house? What's pedal house up to, right? Minute elevator speech. We're yeah. starting to go up. Uh, what's going on? Well, we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're working to get Doc's Brewery built so yeah. he can keep built, 
brewing uh, amazing beer for more people. Packing um, up those uh, that yeah. soon-to-be-purchased uh, yeah. uh, cooler truck. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We started uh, the hard shopping yesterday for the cooler truck. Heck, yeah. So uh, we're uh, going into the airport, Sky Harbor, Terminal 4 at the yeah. end of the year. Nice. We have a spot in Mesa that we're working on and uh, tap room at Doc's uh, new brew house here probably uh, January, February. So. Hell yeah. So we only fly in and out of Terminal 4 now. Yeah. 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 It's business. It's business. My my son's a pilot on his way to becoming a commercial pilot. And I will boycott whatever he does if it doesn't go through Southwest. Absolutely. So I have a beer on the way in. We're flying out Southwest on Thursday. Told you. Because it's going to be on the news sometime soon. And you know what? If you need anybody to back you up, Brett Vibber will back you up on something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's been on that runway several times. Right, I'll sway sway the public's mind. I have a way with people. You do. They could catch you on the runway, and then somehow they would escort you off with some sort of metal or ribbon. I saw something out here. I thought I saw it. That gate was unlocked. Dude. Well, here's the other thing. I I, I hope this is a start of more beer dinners. We've, We've aspired to do some elevated beer dinners we started talking about it you know we talked about a lot of stuff during covid while we were shut down and trying to sure. drink a tank dry and yeah. this was high on the list so yeah. glad it came together yeah hell yeah yeah we're excited also, also all yeah. the jameson bottles yeah we, we, we drank we all did. those dry too i think we <laughs> we emptied the jameson bottles as you know the montenegro bottles and yeah. i don't know how many tanks we we made an attempt to drink through but yeah. thankfully i live close enough that i ride a bike back and forth to tempe I don't know. Luckily for me, I was the only one on the road. <laughs> I was during lockdown. I think I was playing pinball, bouncing off the curbs. It, it was hard enough to get a beach cruiser home a couple of those days. Oh, shit. I, yeah, after I committed yeah. to driving, yeah. I, I realized I should not be driving. <laughs> yeah, I did that at the, the way we did the dinner, the cannabis. Oh yeah, on this the guy creek. disappeared for about thirty minutes after. Uh, we were done with cannabis on the creek, and just the staff was, was there. Very yeah. responsible with my yeah, drinks throughout the bun- day. A lot bunch of sips. bunch of friends came out from the Food Network and did <clears throat> did the event, and thought like, all right, there he goes. He's gone. He must be fine. And, Grown ass man, I'm not here. I'm not your pappy. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> well, about 30, 45 minutes later, he comes walking. No, back. was it that one? Yeah, 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 it was. I must have taken it out. Comes the walking back into the party, right? <laughs> hey, I'm down. staying all night. I'm like, yeah, we told you we're here's your beer. We left it right here. Uh, I woke up the next day in my car in the reclined position with my my sunk my contacts and shot glasses, individual shot, shot glasses with water, and just covered in dust. I'm like, oh. that's why I don't wear contacts. <laughs> You don't wear glasses. You don't right, right. show off. He does. Oh, yeah, I choose. I choose to see. Oh, could you imagine what my eyes would look like with contacts? I was sleeping face down in the back of my truck that yeah. morning. <laughs> we it was a good party. Good it. event. That was a good event. Yeah. That was a good event. Uh, shout out to uh, Community Roots up in, in uh, Cornville. Yep. Awesome, awesome people. Awesome place. We'll have to get these guys up there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For a day yes, in the pines on the sure. creek. Yep. Got lots of ideas. So, all right, guys. Uh, date of the what's the date of the event? June thirtieth. June thirtieth. Uh, get tickets online. Yeah, you can find <clears throat> ticket links uh, for sure on my my social media on Wild Arizona Cuisine social media. I think Pedal House has it up and going now. Uh, but you know, like I said, you probably sleep on it much more than a couple days from now. And we do what we do best and sell out. Sell out. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna anywhere, take that anytime. <laughs> sell out. What we do best, sell out, right? Yep. Sell out session. All right, we're shutting down after that. Cheers. <laughs> All right, guys. No, thanks for uh, having me in once again. Oh, thanks. And always great hanging out with you guys. So thank you. Cheers. Yeah.